Welcome to an episode of the Tiffo Mahapi Show hosted by myself. The show explores the impact, whether famously or infamously, some of my guests have had on the world. I believe that opening businesses and, and the healthy capitalism without the corporations which destroy the environment at I think be naive to say that we've completely overcome any polarizing or divisive issues on a racial front. We thank you for taking some time out to listen to the podcast. You're a doctor, Gir. Academic yeah. doctor. Yes, uh, like a PhD. PhD. So, some would say that the correct, the correct doctor. You, you can't tell us about I'm the, the wrong doctor <laughs> moment in my family. But you, yeah. you, you can't tell us about coronavirus. No. <laughs> Not that kind of doctor. No. And you got your PhD where? Rutgers? Vets? Uh, no, I did my PhD at Rutgers. Rutgers, in, this is in the USA. In, yeah, right? in okay. New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah. So before that, where were you? Where did you study? Uh, or I did, where did you work? Okay. No, nope, I did my undergrad and master's at uh, Vets University. Okay. Uh, and then within that period, just because part of this conversation, um, I that's why I met uh, Prof. Chilizi Marwala. Oh, so interesting. So he was my mentor in my senior part of my undergrad. And then yeah. he became my academic advisor for my master's. Interesting. Yes. And, and before that, you were at? Which high? You went to Tsukho High School? Yeah, went to Tsukho High School in Magawi Village. Okay, and yeah. this is in Pretoria for those people. Yeah, well, yeah. not North, really. It's the northwest part of Pretoria, but northwest it's part, part of, of, yeah, it's but part it's of the northwest. But it's next door to Pretoria. Yeah, it's part of the... Like you literally can yes, catch I, a taxi from Soshanguvu. <laughs> I, I grew up, I was born and bred in Karangua, which yeah. is in Gauteng right now. But, so I caught the bus every morning to cross the border into northwest to go to school. Yeah. I, I think one of the things why I wanted to chat to you yeah. is, and probably go straight to it and not waste time is fake news i mean i think the past five years i'm sure five yeah five years i'm sure you'll agree with me we've seen crazy things happen like this is unprecedented where narratives and news and all sorts of pseudoscience all sorts of half-baked facts are being used to sway discussions not only in politics but across like everything in life and people might some people might say it's it's victimless but there are real consequences i mean as a data scientist what have you seen from your side from a fake news perspective yeah. and also perhaps classify what is fake news because i'm probably using the wrong term yeah so there is kind of on a uh, maybe an ontology that people actually use for these type of things uh so you could have disinformation so there you're trying to actively like you know uh s- spread false information for a specific reason so getting closer to propaganda uh, yeah. where the information is not true at all and you actually have an intent to do that you then might have misinformation where uh, you're inadvertently spreading information that is false it's not that you are trying to actually do anything so it's unintended misinformation it's a, is unintended some, yeah something like that can so be so like whatsapp somebody forwards you and i forward it, and it, it yeah you know the, the type of thing so fake news is Yes, we use that as the thing that most of the public is used to hearing as like, oh, there's fake news and all those things. But I think the intent is important in, in some ways. So I'm, I'm not a disinformation or fake news scholar. I'm a data scientist and I work a lot with text and language. And this is how I came to thinking about this, especially when you think about it from the perspective of information security, which is how me and you mostly know each other and because of that then you're going like oh you have somewhat this spread of propaganda or of of information that is false and some people then are using it to Mm -hmm. now do disinformation and this is how then we come to 
oh, this was used to stop people from voting. This was used from getting people to not really understand what was going on in something that had to do with our government or other governments around okay. the world. So misinformation yeah. is when you send false information yeah. but yeah. without the intent to harm. Yeah. But sometimes the misinformation yeah. is used as part as of a, disin- of a disinformation, disinformation campaign. campaign yeah. But disinformation is when you have intent to harm. Yeah. Right. So uh, maybe one, and for me, it's a little bit of a, like you're stretching myself out there is to say, but we've had propaganda before. It's just that it just wasn't in the way that we have today. It's just that the spread can be faster and a little bit more sinister in some ways, just because of the mediums that we have available to us today. So, yes, I was about to say, I mean, lying, propaganda and all those things have been around since I'm sure as humans have been around. Yeah. It's just that, would you say, like social media, instant messaging has made it so much easier to fast track it, to, to scale it. So the, the way to think about it is maybe, maybe for me yeah. personally, where I saw this being really evident was two cases. So one is maybe thinking about Hillary Clinton versus Trump yeah. 2016. That, in 2016, where in that part, you have these social media sites that for their own incentives have to create a bubble around you. So if your only interaction with a political process is through social media, it can be very distorted. True. Because th- for them, they had on their side, whether it was intentional or not, from like, you know, on the other side, it's yeah. I'm just buying advertising to advertise my candidate. Yes, like, you know, to, yeah, to do that. Which but then now acceptable. when you create a bubble, both sides or both factions believe their candidate is doing very well while it's actually removed from actually what's happening on the ground. So I believe, oh, it's actually been shown a lot of discussion have been there about this, that then once it came out that Trump won, there was a lot of disbelief. Yes. Right. And a lot of it wasn't on because of the ground was because I thought everything was going so well. And most of that was driven that everybody who talks to me, everything that I see online has just been telling me how great. But as you say, it's that social media bubble. You only follow certain people who agree with you. (laughs) Yeah. You only follow political accounts, news accounts, even media can be biased that agrees with you. So they're feeding you this. Hillary Clinton's going to win. Hillary Clinton's going to win. But it goes beyond that because now even those services for them to sell their product, right? Meaning they're selling you have to target you and surround you. It's not simply because you're following people, but it's now they have an incentive to actually show you things that you will agree with. That confirm your bias. That confirm your bias because it keeps you longer. On their service. So you'd say, <laughs> that's interesting. So you would say the likes of, well, social media platforms in general <laughs> do this just to increase engagement. Yeah. And or it's, it's by design. It, 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 it's by, it's or by, is it a bug? I mean, it could be no, a bug. It's a, I think it's a feature in that if you now, if your metric of the way that we measure how good we're doing is how long we keep the attention of a user. Now, the machine learning algorithms are going to work to maximize that. To increase that. Yeah, yeah, so it's not that there was a person sitting there at a company X, like coding and saying, no, no, this no. is what I will go. No, it's just that they give the systems and say, one of their targets this, yeah, is, this is the longest time on Twitter. Yeah. You must keep you, you there. You must so keep the person in there. Everything for every design <laughs> makes sure that you must stay, stay as long as You must as stay possible. as long as possible. And as now, it's just that we're now having to deal with the consequence of having a internet economy that has run in that way where it's mostly about keeping you online 
on a service for long enough that you either see an ad and you click on it or a person who's already paid for something to say this must be shown to these many eyeballs can then get a confirmation that 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 has happened. So now if if this then comes on the other side that you have to create the content, this is where you now see that this can be hacked. Because if you know that the algorithms are trying to do that, now it's, oh, how do I create content that looks believable but can spread my information that I want? Increase engagement. So that's where clickbait comes in, you say. Yeah, so now when you're now going into, oh yeah, fake news probably looks very clickbaity yeah. because you're trying to now Engagement. get people, yeah, get people engaged. Now you're planting seeds in their, in their head of going like, oh, here's an information about a candidate. And this brings me to my second one where I was now looking at South Africa's engagement with trying to talk about, uh, like, you know, economic transformation. Yes, R-E-T. Uh, mo- yeah, mon- monopoly capital and all those things. And it was after, like, you know, experiencing the first one with the U.S. system and now trying to understand what was going on. Why do you have friends fighting about whether you're on one side yeah, or the other? Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense. But once you start thinking about it from, oh, but... The information you're getting on Facebook is you're either it's on half one, one, yeah, one camp or another. There's information that's on a trickle and it's embellished about, oh, look at this person. They are on this side of the camp or look at that person. They're mm. on the other side of the camp and it's vilifying people and then glorifying some other people. So this makes sense that now you get people having a political discussion that if you stepped a few, like, you know, just step back a bit, you go like, but this doesn't, doesn't make, make any sense. sense, right? Yeah, yeah, how did we get to this that now it's, it's it's permeating the media, it's permeating online discourse, and we don't really seem to see if it actually there's any substance to any of these things. And then coming out that, oh, you now have Bell Pottinger being... Running the PR running campaign. Running the PR yeah. where now they are now working on something that's akin to a disinformation campaign. Where now they knew that, oh, we are going to get bots. These bots are going to engage with specific content. They are going to either retweet well, or and like. Well, st- and they also, if I'm not wrong, they yeah. also hired some like people on social media yeah. that high following. Yeah. To yeah, do to, some to, tweets, to, to, to like do that. start some discussions. Yeah. And so all it's in this case of saying, like, you know, we're, we have a brief as yeah. an agency and we have to carry out this brief using a social media. But now when you look at what the brief is, you're like, wait, you're trying to subvert the facts. The yeah. facts. And then also that somewhat the agency of people when they're engaging with their own government. You're mm. trying to, so this is where now it gets to like, you know, that's where I, I go like, no, I, I don't go into that space as a researcher, yeah. but that's the things that are going on. But you have to think about them. Yeah. You have to think about, yeah, you know, on, on these parts. So on our side as a data scientist and here also at the University of, of, of Pretoria is to think about, Hey, we are interested in language. My group and some of the classes mm-hmm. that I teach were interested in language. Could we identify the traits of these types of things? Whether it's, Which is the next step I wanted to, how do we, because, I mean, we talk, if we're talking social media, we're yeah. talking about a lot of text. Yes. This is not something you can hire people to do. Like the social media companies are saying they're hiring people to filter content. And I think it's almost an impossible task. Again, as you say, there's language issue yeah. where even just in one language, people write differently. Yeah. There's nuances to each language. So how do we, from your point as a data scientist now, we've got this problem, we've identified it. It's social media based. We can see it. There's text. But now how do we use the same tools or the same digital technologies to now say, how do we extract what one, as you say, as you will tell us now, how to identify what typically makes up uh, disinformation or misinformation and how do we try and, which is a sensitive topic, stop it. Yes. 
So, or rather stop it from spreading because we can't stop people from expressing their views. Yeah, It is a very gray area. If you look at the responses of Facebook and Twitter over the last maybe six months and what they've come out publicly to say, Facebook has said that they're not going to basically do any filtering. Which uh, is not true because they are, they are deplatforming a lot of people. They're removing certain accounts. No, no in, in terms of specifically on allowing political... Uh, advertising. Oh yes, yeah, yes, right. Yes, and yes, then yes. while on the other side, Twitter, we'll we'll come to that yeah. that point that you just brought up. And while Twitter said that they don't want to police that, okay, right? I mean, sorry, Twitter said no, they will, they will, police, st- they will police, they will stop Con- people from advertising yes. from uh, from using their advertising platform, which is different from just general Twitter and people putting stuff on that might be misinformation, and disinformation, and this kind of I think indicates this problem that it's a it's like it's damned if you you damned if you don't. So on, on the side of now, a machine learning person is, okay, we have this text that's put out there. If we think about fake websites, like, you know, South Africa had a time where these... Oh, there were lots of them. Yeah, yeah. there were lots of, of them, like, you know, still trying to figure out why some most of them disappeared, but it's most likely yeah. because of identifying some of the people who were connected with, with these things. So we've had this problem of online, you have fake sites spreading misinformation um, on this part. And then the, some of this, people might argue, also leads to some of the flare-ups we have with xenophobia because sometimes, yeah, yeah sometimes on there because you have these false stories that are just created people put them online and then people start sharing them yeah right and this was part of mostly because if you share them on something like a social media site you'll have lots of engagement people coming to your website you show ads you get money yes yeah. which is why i have a uh, probably a detour we'll come yeah. back to what you're yeah. talking why i don't think a fact checking sites work yeah it goes back to the whole user experience of how you read news yeah you go to a site, you see a story, you share it. Yeah. Me, you, and Zala, we probably know about these fact-checking websites. Yeah. Snopes, Africa Check, yeah. and all that. And we'll probably try and go check. But a normal, everyday person doesn't go and read a story. It's just half a second. And they, no, let me stop. <laughs> and, and also, it's tedious. Yeah. I don't do it yeah. every time. I'll read, even in normal newspaper, yeah. I won't go and read and then stop and say, let me go check if it's true. And it's worse even on WhatsApp. So that's why I don't think, that's why I'm interested to know yeah. how do we do this? Because fact-checking is clearly not working. Fact-checking websites. Are, and again, it's that problem of using people to do it and... You can't fact check every story or every every message, everything that's being sent out that's incorrect that influences things like political decisions. Yeah. yeah. So in machine learning, we try to get computers to learn patterns about specific things. So you give it data, you mm-hmm. give it some exam. Like if you do something called supervised learning, where you're giving the machine examples, you say like you know this falls in between. Hey, this is spam. This is ham, and then you give it the text. Okay. Or now you could say, here's a proper news site and here's all the content from a proper news site. Here's a suspicious website that purports, to purports to see, can you learn what the differences actually are? So this is sure a technology kind of a, attempt at a technology solution for a problem that was created by technology in yes. a way, <laughs> right? So, so at the same time is, is to make sure that we, we temper our tech optimism that we're going to solve this because I think you've highlighted there's these other nuances that are out there yeah. that are not simply just, oh, it's a technology. Let's just change the technology. No. So. When we bring in machine learning, one of the things that we can do when, uh, in, in, in the work in, in natural language processing is you can actually try to learn the traits. What, how do people actually create fake news? What are there, some of those traits? Those, if you those, can share. those might be, there might be patterns. So in the yeah. class I taught, uh, the second part of last year. So some students were looking at headlines. So are okay. the headlines written in a, in a specific way? 
that are different from what other news sites would actually write because it might be more sensationalist, right? I think okay. that was one of the students looked at. It was like, oh, this they tend to be some sensationalist, of the, yeah, more tabloidy. So you would flag that. Not, yeah. it's not necessarily fake news. But yeah, you would flag that and say yeah, that could be one of the dig deeper. one of the features yeah. that might then before you go to the human the humans who actually have to evaluate that you might build a system that identifies some of these features. Right to say, oh, this looks very tabloidly. Everything is written in caps. The URL is not in the top X of these internet news sites or providers, or it only showed up a few weeks ago on there. And uh, very akin also to what partly Facebook and Twitter are using to also look at accounts themselves. How long has the account been there? Yes. Who does it? Yeah, actually, that's always a dead giveaway. Yeah, like you know how the, how like you know who who does it tweet to. Uh, what does it tweet about? Is, is it like, you know, a singular focus on, on something or that? So you can try to now get the machine to learn those things kind of automatically. The challenge with that is that it's a moving target. And this is what the internet companies are dealing with. That just the same way in spam, where in spam, the spamsters are always trying to change. Yeah, changing characters. Yeah, changing, changing the way that changing. they actually, because they're trying to make sure they're not being flagged. So even with so we might start if we say let's go back five years ago and look at fake news websites. Likely a fake news website in 2020 is much more sophisticated because no, they are than, trying than five years ago. Yeah. yeah, than five years ago because they are trying to now make sure that they keep on getting over these hurdles that the machine learning algorithms are actually. But if I understand machine learning correctly, it <laughs> should be able to not keep up to the point, but it should be getting that feedback and yeah. learning. Yeah. So the systems, what they do is that you'll have, when you press the report on most of these systems, what's actually going on, it goes to the, hu the human checker and the human then says, oh yeah, this is actually true um, on there. And then it, you add more, you add more, you add more labels and, yeah. and maybe at midnight every night, the system re updates. So we know that with the machine learning, they drift. So if you don't actually retrain them properly, you drift away from being able to identify those things. So if you use a system that you built in 2015 and you never update it and you try to look for, for, for fake news websites mm -hmm. today, you would have a problem. But you would see that with these other ones now, they, they keep on changing and they keep on re-identifying. So this is kind of part of a compact we're supposed to have with these online so systems sure, yeah. that you should also give and identify. If we're there. But then it comes with its own other problems because now if you we have user generated content which is what's happening right yes. when you create the link to a news story that's still user generated content that is connecting to another website now people can then play with that as well which is now ah, what brings the whole see, yeah. why facebook is like we kind of have to be under because i'm trying to remember correctly if it was john stewart or once who during his his when he was still the host of The Daily Show, I think on one of them, he used to do this gaming of like Google or Facebook or Twitter by just telling his audience, oh, go and do this or go and search on Google and click on this link so that we can take it and it can yes, become number yes, one. Yes, you can do that, yeah. Yes, exactly. So if you can no, do search, that... search engine <laughs> optimization. That's, right, that's yeah. So, yeah. so if you can do that, it means that a, in a political game, you could also do that to, to your opponent. And tell your supporters. I think go now, now and report. Me, it actually happened last year, towards yeah. the end of last year. So yeah. Boris Johnson in yeah. the UK. Yeah. I think he was accused of something like I can't of fathering a child out yeah. of wedlock or something to that effect. Yeah. Some yeah. some scandal. Yeah. And then his PR team did something disingenuous. Yeah. They identified the keywords in there and yeah. On the same day, yeah. he went out and gave a press conference on something totally unrelated, yeah. but that used the same keywords. Sure. 
And then three, four, five, six hours later, when you searched on Google on those Boris Johnson yeah. child, oh, it was Boris. I think it was he was talking about a child policy in the UK or so. But you know, the, like using similar keywords. Yeah. And a day later, when you search Boris Johnson child UK, beautiful stories about his press conference came out. And that when I saw that, it was like, wow. So, so, so now just imagine that that's now what the machine learning algorithm is getting yeah. on, on, on Facebook or on Twitter, or on whatever social media. So now they're either getting people reporting things that might be correct information, just reporting it as saying it's harmful or it's, it's, it's fake or all yeah. those things. And the machine is not checking. Uh, yeah, no, now it goes to the, the, human. the human. The human now goes like, wait, this is odd. Right. And if that human then is not based in South Africa, they do not understand the nuances. our political system. Yes. They might just sit there and go like, okay, fine. This flag is fake. It, yeah, yeah, flag it. And then the system learns that, okay, this is now bad. Now this is interesting. You see how now, now we, we have this realm of, of kind of the society and the, the mechanisms of our governments and then the mechanisms of the internet economy. And then us thinking, what actually did we sign up for? Yeah. So what, <laughs> what I'm hearing then is that. We can't exactly solve it with technology only because there needs to be, it can be a centralized piece of technology mm. that says we're going to identify all these stories globally and flag them. Yeah. It needs to be nuanced to a level of even community or country level for yeah. people to understand what's happening. Yeah, right. And then that's where then it comes in of saying like, yes, how, how are we as society also keeping check of these internet companies? And we must be part of that. So do we agree with the way that they run. Or do we just scrap them because they're creating so much confusion? <laughs> see, so there's, there's those. I, I, like, you know, I love the internet. I do. I, I, I love I, Twitter. Meet yeah, yeah, sure. I, I work in language and for us, especially on the African continent, it has brought so many opportunities to even do work in African languages because we can look at so many different things. I'm trying to work right now on news in all, like, you know, South African languages and saying, how can we build systems that can automatically understand some of the news that, like, you know, it's been written, uh, annotate them and then mm -hmm. build, build things. I have. As, take structured data. And, out of yeah, it? yeah. Just take it and then say, Oh, this is, has to do with sports okay. because if we do this, we can catalog, we can curate, we can actually, like, you know, nicely put away our stories in our languages. Right, because one of the challenges that we've had in the past on around the continent, even in South Africa, is that we 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 aren't able to do that. You can't yeah, go true. in and say, "Let me look at my like you know in Cipedi and go through the story, a rich library." Yeah, even simple things like <laughs> if you ask anyone who was a top goal scorer yeah. in the National Soccer League in 1989, there's no data. <laughs> you see, so to to do that, we we kind of like you know we're working yeah. on those things, but then at the same time, it's we have to think about these other things. I have a, a student I'm co-supervising with one of the professors also here at, at University of Pretoria who works in information security where we're looking at sexual predators on chat, mm -hmm. right? And you're going in and saying, how do you identify these things automatically? How do you figure out the traits? But then at the same time, you're worried on, okay, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? And I think the discussion on there in that part of these threats that are online is, but most of these systems are going encrypted end to end. So we won't even know. That's another problem. So, so, you, so, so you see, and I'm saying that that's why, because there, one of the arguments is look at Facebook. Um, Facebook is going encrypted end to end because on one part, they are worried that people are looking at them being negative. Yes. Yeah, negatively and saying that. So might it be that they're going end to end encryption because now it removes. Now scrutiny. you can't put any layer of you can't software see. on top. Yeah. And it was because, yeah, after Cambridge Analytica, every, uh, we all rightfully were like, no, how did you allow such a thing to happen. But now if they go encrypted end-to-end, -end, we won't even know anymore. 
And this is where it also becomes hard if you're now talking about disinformation, misinformation, you're talking about online threats, even if you have the machine learning tooling. But if it's spreading by WhatsApp... You can't see it. <laughs> that's true. That's actually another like, way of you know, looking you, at it. Yeah. You, you can't see it. And that's where now, like, you know, if you're thinking about vectors of attack, if we're thinking about South Africa's election... In, in a year for yeah. The, yeah, if we're thinking about the U.S. election that's about to happen, it is now most likely going to be the vectors are going to be through these systems where you can't even monitor. Oh, you can't monitor at all, and you can't even prove the source of the information. No, because it's very difficult. Yeah, no, the, I'm uh, sure Facebook establishing provenance is, becomes important. Yeah, yeah, becomes it's impossible. Very difficult. Yeah. Again, we're back to the first question <laughs> I asked: What is the solution? Because <laughs> I think the problem is that yeah. it, we've the problem is not the disinformation, because yeah. that will always be there. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever get rid of that. Yeah. That will always be there. The problem is how quickly it scales yeah. and the impact it's having on real-life decisions. It's, how do we curb yeah. that scale? <laughs> Again, if you stop the spread of disinformation, you're yeah. also curbing the scale of other good information. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's where you can say we're stuck in that the kind of catch-22 situation. And the conversation has to be wider than you and I. And I think that's maybe the first part. I'm not going mm. to say, here's how we, we solve this problem completely. We mm. must just do this. How do we bring the government, society, the private sector, South African parlance, like, you know, these together? Uh, we also have to have our own information laws that are both permissive and also allow us to keep, like, you know, people in check. Yeah. Right now, if, like, I remember when, like, most of the internet companies started publishing their, their yearly report on how many inquiries they get from, from government. government. Yeah. yeah. And then if you look at South Africa's one and then they show you how many, how many of them they actually complied with, with South Africa was always zero. Yeah. Right. Because for them, they'll say, nope, we don't have, the company is not headquartered there. We don't, yeah, the laws, we're not obliged. We're not obliged to yeah. do that. So now if, if, if yours, Going like, we know we have disinformation campaigns in South Africa, but the government can't even act on it. Act on, on these That's things. A problem. Right? And we're partially lucky because a lot of major communication in South Africa goes out in English. So Facebook or Twitter or whoever could have found it and actually somebody evaluated, attempted to evaluate it in English and be okay. But you have countries where Facebook doesn't, is like the major provider of online services in terms of people using mm. their website, but they have nobody on the Facebook team who speaks the language that they use there. So how then, even in that part, do you even... St- you can't even use machine learning there. <laughs> you see, they don't even know on that part. So in these things, whether it's online safety, uh, whether it's disinformation, misinformation, we then have to kind of get people around and say, this is not the technology people are going to fix it. This is something where we have to then say, as people, yes, people, what are our, our minimums that we should expect? And then from there, move this into becoming either legislation on one part or having regulators that actually can look at these things and because at the end even the regulators they sit there and they have to interpret what's actually going on it is not going to be a cut like you know just clear cut this falls in here that falls no, in no, no. it won't you see it with the IEC because they try to go they've got rules around yeah, they've got rules and around campaigning. The, yeah, and yeah. campaigns and all those things but they can't control what's happening inside WhatsApp but at least with those rules they, in that sense yeah. they, the, the parties are using sort of slower methods it doesn't scale as quickly yeah for me, I think the big problem is that it scales so fast. I mean, disinformation message can be sent now and in two hours. I mean, just look at like recently, uh, you look at the coronavirus coming to South Africa. Yeah. Within an hour or two, the word the runa was trending. Like, yeah. That's how quickly things yeah, trend. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so, it, it takes like 
just like that. Yep, on the one side, it's fun, it's lighthearted, but on the other side, that same machinery can be used for very nefarious things. So we, we continue on with our work and research in the spaces on one to understand what some of the local context is, so building the machinery to do that. But on the other one, can we identify uh, one of my PhD students? He works on this. Like, can you under, uh, identify the author of who writes what? Right. So yeah. that because you can then from Explain there. Explain that a bit more. Uh, so it, it's just if you're looking at a, like, you know, author identification. Yes. So because then you might have people stealing pieces of information or you might have a known actor, somebody who actually like, you know, writes the fake. So name. they would look at the patterns of like the text. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he looks at a kind of down to a word and character level and he can build up and say, Oh, this sort of piece a, of a writer profile. This, piece, this one actually comes from this person. Right. We know that it comes kind of uh, from this person. Or you might have a text that a mishmash or a mosaic of yeah. the people stealing and saying, okay, we're going to put Just, all these things in pieces yeah. and so that we can hide from these other systems. So he can then like you know, disentangle that and, and then say, say, yeah, these are the things. And again, this might also be another feature that you put in to your system to say, is this text coming from somebody who's known to be shady? Is mm. this text composed of multiple pieces that are being that's a, that's an interesting one that yeah. could be problematic yeah. if you can identify sure yeah. Yeah. i'm just trying to think tell yeah. me if yeah. i'm wrong so you can identify if a person is shady yeah. but again is a person constant consistently shady yes. or do they sometimes tell good <laughs> messages so it, it becomes tricky it becomes very tricky because they can be shady for a specific purpose yeah. of winning an election yeah. and then once back. that purpose is achieved then they move back to to, to, so, like we've had in, yeah. in South Africa, rumors of journalists who've been paid to push certain campaigns. Yeah. So yes, they're shady in writing those pro-certain politician articles. Yeah. But when they do their normal job, when everything is back to normal... It, so it, profiling them, yes. It, it's it, a hard it, thing. And this actually takes thing. us back again to, this is not an internet problem. If you go back decades, multiple countries around mm. the world about having newspapers being part of propaganda machines, being ways where you can plant stories and completely destroy elections just via newspaper articles or even delaying result publishing just because you want to get people to not go vote. Because if, if we think, um, maybe this will be my, my last bit on the election cycle. Sure, I don't sure, want sure. people to throw stuff at me. Uh, that, that's the thing about normally academics. We try to stay away from, so if, if, if you stay away from things that are not like, you know, in the, I think about this every day. Yeah. But if you're sitting there and now you're seeing that political parties are spending millions, if not billions of rand on now working to use technology, mm to say that they are doing better ways of targeting their future voters. There's a challenge at the same time that if we, if we use this to say, I'm going to find a voter for my party, you could use the same technology to say, I'm going to suppress people who are in, on, in the other party not to go vote. Which is what happens. And this is, this is not a new thing. This has happened before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where yeah. if you People write stories that this person is a shoe and they're already going to win, it means that the other people go like, why should I go vote if I already yeah. know that the other yeah. party is yeah. going it, to win? It actually, such a disinformation, I don't yeah. know, I don't yeah. know specifics about any African yeah. country, but yeah. I know in Mexico, it's actually, I saw it in Narco season yeah. two, yeah. where I can't remember which day, I think it was the eighties yeah. where they had that system, sure. which was collating data about like, pre like from voting stations yeah, yep. and then one of the guys cooked it and said put two screens up yeah. one is fake one is real 
and just keep feeding them the wrong information so that they become despondent and don't go full forward. You don't need to go back that far. The whole issue with in the current primaries for the Democratic Party in the US yes. had this issue yes. because they had that issue with the app not working. Yeah. And now they were very worried that if in the next day or two days later people were going to be voting and the first results hadn't come out from a previous state, now it changes yeah. how in this new state people are going to how feel you about to go- vote, yeah. how you're going to decide to vote. So those type of things, people can go in. And now just imagine that because then you can go in and say, I'm going to create a fake news story. If you look at the US, there's a six hour difference. Mm. If you're traveling from one uh, side of the country so to another, they have a three-hour yeah. difference in terms real in terms of time, time zones. You could now create a story about something that's happening in New York so that you can dissuade voters in California. By the time they wake up. You see. So that is the point. So if you think about South Africa, what then does that mean? How, what do you... Now we have the funny issue with us, again, not having really a, a thing, I mean, and we're yeah, going, we might have to go into a by-election. That you Which can, is 90 days. I yeah, said, yeah. You, you can go in and now plan things that stop people from different parts of the municipality from actually... Especially where you know that the other party has a stronghold, and you've got no chance of yeah. swaying them. So, so there, so, so, you don't try to convince them. I think them. You've, you've, gone, you've gone now directly to that. It's the same thing about that we might know about fact-checking websites, yeah. but it's very hard to argue with the person who's already on one side. Correct. So now, if yeah. you can, if you know that this person already is for party X, don't bother. It is not worth you trying to convert no. them. But if one of the tactics that people use is stop to, them. to stop them from actually yeah. going to go in there. Now, the challenge we have in machine learning and natural language processing is that, like, for us, when, when I started teaching uh, this class last year, uh, for me, it was to teach about language. But I thought, like, let me use a use case that's more real so that the students in our master's in data science actually had something to work with. Mm. And it also gets them to understand that it's not just machine learning in a vacuum. Yeah. It's machine learning about data, and a lot of time, data is about people. So if we go from there, now... It was very hard for me to try and find South African data about misinformation, disinformation, and thing. This year, we might, we were going to expand the class to do more about language and then just have one of the pillars being students can choose to go down the path of looking at, at, at these, um, these, these threats and yeah. things like that, but then they'll have other things. But we are also working to say, how do we get a fake news data set for South Africa? Because it's very hard for, most of the English things, the reason it's been there is that on the machine learning side, the practitioners, they've been, we've been having now competitions for the last three or four years online where people are releasing data. So one is called Samival, which has things like rumor detection. Can you identify something as a rumor? Can you identify hmm. disinformation? Can you identify these things of, of multiple authors and all mm-hmm. those things? But most of those are written like, you know, it's mostly like for the Western countries and all those things. Yeah. So it's a challenge that it's fine that I, I do the machine learning, I build a model. But this model then can't work on South African data or can't work on data in Zambia. So we have to now start thinking about these, uh, like how do we curate this, our own data sets about these? It might not be at the end of the day that we solve the problem with the technology, but we get to better understand By using the traits of these things. And that's what we're hoping to kind of get to on there. Because I'm, I'm, like a, I'm a researcher, I will still like, you know, use the data that comes from the US, from Europe and all those things, because then the students get an opportunity to see how far they can push themselves and also push the techniques and come up with new techniques. But I also want to make the sure... The input data. Yeah, the input data be, yeah. is actually here. 
that that that's also South African for for me because then it gets to those things of what happens when like if you if you use a system that's trained on American English and now it's going to look at social media posts in South Africa that in one one tweet there's four different languages. But then okay, fine. Yeah. Now we identify, we use machine learning, we identify these, uh, we flag these. Yeah. This content that's on social media, that's on fake sites, we are able to flag it. What's the next step? Now, how do we get, because now it feels like we're going to go back to the situation where we flag them and then we put it up on a fact-checking website, which doesn't really work. It's, it's a, it, that is like one of the most, like, you know, it feels sad to say that. I remember having uh, one of the chief editors from Africa Check, uh, while I was at, in one of my seminars, mm-hmm. uh, a while back, a few years back. And she, she like, you know, presented to scientists about this. And at the end, like, you know, that question comes up. So, so, how so, what I, so how do you get people? And then it's sad to go in at the end. It's like everybody sits around in a room assigned and go like, yeah, and we can't change. That's what I'm saying. Like, then it becomes a thing of then don't, make it the responsibility, which is what, like, in, don't make it the responsibility of the technology companies only. Because if you do that, you, we're going to literally be sitting on our hands because and we're doing all, nothing. Oh, yeah, we're all going to say, yeah, we have, like, I think Facebook is saying they're going to start putting at the a point little context link. Yeah, the, yeah that says news. that this might be fake, shady, yeah. yeah, or something like that. But then, but, at, that, but then at the end, think about it. Like, I teach, I teach data scientists. Yeah. We can teach them about ethics. We can teach, but then are they the right people? I think uh, Prof... Emma Rackham Bloom Good question. Says this. Good question. Are they the people, like a person who just finished their degree, sitting in then, an office, putting in a, a machine learning, and now not, we're saying no. they're the single person who's no. responsible? They're not the practitioners <laughs> in day-to-day. They're not the ones writing articles. They're not the politicians. They're not the regulators. They're not me and you. Right, but we're, put, we're saying, almost in a way, they're responsible to make sure in their practice, in the way that they code, and then they build this, that they must be thinking every day, that how at the end is, and then it's it's it it doesn't work in a way because then for us we just add a class for one semester on ethics but does that now capture the should they then be placed in newsrooms should they then be placed in a government must, regulation yeah. office there must be an understanding from politicians about how what this means there must be understanding from our technocrats inside government of what they can because that's one of the challenges like one of the things i do is is, is thinking about that of saying like i'm i work as a researcher in this space and i try to get people to understand these things in as like you know clear manner because they are in decision making uh, positions yeah. where now if somebody's saying something they can actually ask the right question right you can't have a, a one being an example if we slightly shift a bit of saying we're going to talk about a surveillance mm. that comes out from government and people are selling government surveillance equipment but then the people who are signing off don't understand what that ai surveillance equipment is yeah hmm. right because mm-hmm. then it's like yes we go back but that person who's selling the technology must have known that this could be misused no it's not the right. Is that, that's not no. the same thing. Yeah. It's like yes, sure, we can do that. The 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 one the, one of the guys who designed this algorithm called Yolo. It's used a lot on image uh, object identification. He says he stopped doing research in that area uh, because of the way it's misused. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's, because it's like he's like nope. The genie's out of the box. There's nothing. Once it's out, which is sad in a way <laughs> because we're losing. It could be contributing positively yeah. to society no, it, it, for many things. They, they, it's used for lots of things. But then at the same time, people are using it to, to identify faces, to identify, like, you know, you can use it for all these other things. And unfortunately, now he's worried that I think that's what I Ethically. got from reading, from reading his, 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 his announcement about this was he's just worried that it's, it, the negative effects are so bad. It's like deep fakes. Yeah, he can't 
and with the clear conscience, continue doing research in that area. But the code is there. People are using it. It might be nice. We are, we are on the UP campus that has the farms. It might just be nice that all you want to do is have a nice camera that identifies where the cows are from a picture. From a oh, yeah, from a picture. And that might be your yeah. use case. And it might help farmers do that. But then at the same time, somebody might be doing it to track people. Mm, like you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, even just that, just say where's where's before been today? Yeah, from right. all the CCTV. Yeah, from all the cameras on there, yeah. and then did, like you know, did you agree to that? No. So there's this part of of machine learning that is is now more on these societal things that we're starting to have more and more of a debate on. But it cannot just be the technology guys being in that debate. It's very dangerous if we do that, and that's also what what led I think to the impasse between if we look at Facebook's response and Twitter's response to political advertising, because they're like, one is saying, but how are we responsible? Because it's user-generated. Yeah, yeah, we're filtering. It's user-generated <laughs> content, filtering. yeah. And then while the other one is like, okay, to solve it, we're just going to cut everything. We're not allowing. But that's the problem, isn't it? <laughs> We've given them so much power that even effectively making that decision, yeah. they can shape narratives. Yeah. Making any rule decision on their platforms, they can sway power or attention to someone yeah so that's why i said earlier it's them that you do and them that you don't and we're in a very interesting time at the moment i think we're thinking about the internet economy thinking about the surveillance economy thinking about what it means for south africa because i, I think we still haven't had those deep discussions mm -mm. where it's it's not about oh company x is hosting a think tank talk no, no. but really going towards practically how yeah how, how are we going to do this yeah. how, if it's one part has to be governance how are we making sure a bill goes through parliament mm. that then says this and then on another side saying how are we informing children or people from school that they understand that in this new world here's how the internet works and here's the give and don't take don't believe everything yeah you here's yeah. a give and take with the internet here's how we then going and it becomes part of our discussions about let's say political processes that we also talk about hey you know in a political process there's these other things that political parties are trying to do you see so once you start looking at this the holistic thing then it goes like yeah this is not something that's going to be in a one hour podcast this no, is not something no, that is no. not <laughs> it's something that needs engagement that yeah. needs different stakeholders it's, yeah, yeah to sit and say, how do we make sure, how do we solve this? Yeah. And I, it might not be solved. It's just, or how do we reduce this? I, again, thing. back to the first, <laughs> identifying the problem yeah. is that it scales so yeah. quickly. Yeah. How do we be stop it from spreading so quickly? Because we don't want to get to a point where it's, it's like, like a virus. We're, we're switching off the internet. No. Right. No. Which is, in some cases, it's also used as a weapon to stop no, people some from getting, yes, to, yes. To getting some governments have said because of the spread of fake news, it's causing violence, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. We're going to switch off the internet before elections, which again is... Also, I'm saying used it's used. For, yeah, it's used. Yeah. Sometimes it's not that it's fake news. It's actually... They really want to win the elections. <laughs> they just want to cook the elections. Yeah. You see. So, so that's why the thing of like, yeah, so it can't be binary. It's gray. The world is mostly gray. Now it's how do we... How do we navigate Now that it? we're talking about it, I'm yeah. thinking maybe we should approach it like from a medical research kind of way. I'm yeah. not a medical person, yeah. but I'm just thinking how do health professionals or doctors, etc., approach viruses when they see them? <laughs> they never eradicate them. Hardly ever. Yeah. I've never heard of a virus that's gone and disappeared. Sure. But they do reduce infection no, you, you, rates you, you and spread. And what's this, um, how they spread? Yeah, you identify an intervention and you keep testing different interventions until you've 
you you keep and you keep on improving on them. That's what in 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 medicine. Like so, in this yeah, case, yeah, it's, yeah. it's because of a little bit of knowledge of trials and doing randomized mm-hmm, trials. Mm-hmm. So that's what you do. You say, here's an intervention. We've come up with a procedure or a process. It's going to work between the companies, the public, and the government. We release it. We see how much it the works, results, and then we yeah. adjust. South African government is not going to come out with a policy tomorrow, and no. then it solves this thing. It will be a constant. And in that uh, constant yeah, yeah. process, it's reducing yeah, right? infection rates. Yeah. Five years ago, we would have just said, let's identify, let's screen, let's have people to check and then evaluate. Right now, we're saying there's a new complication. We're going into end-to-end encryption. So now you have to change your intervention mm, mm, mm. to now take into account that most of the things now you won't even be able to see. They're on WhatsApp. There'll be pictures that are spreading that are completely... So how do we count? How, how do we... Okay. <laughs> you see, so and, and then now, once we've gotten... Because I, I believe that there will be... We will get to something. I just believe in the human race, that the human race always moves forward. Mm-hmm. We will figure it out. But then once that is figured out, also my The previous, other guys will figure out something. They'll also figure again. out something else and then we will adjust again. It's just that we can't be put in, in action because we say the problem is too hard. Yeah, yeah. So it goes back to what you were saying. Then we need different, like government and private sector companies and public, constantly working. It's not a, it's not a once-off thing. That no, today we're gonna come with a solution. It solves everything. There's a reason we have a press ombudsman. Yeah, it didn't just the press ombudsman didn't just happen. It happened because most likely things things happened in the past. Which is but and the press ombudsman disinformation. Yeah, and press ombudsman keeps on updating their policies. Yeah. New tactics come through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see. So why aren't we seeing this in, in, in a similar way? It's just that now that the, the, the challenge that we have is that the public yeah. is actively part of, of, that, pro- of yeah. that process. I know we're only using politics as, as an example of yeah. disinformation and there's other, it's, it's, as I said, it spreads across everything. Yeah. But I think politics, it's because it has such a big impact on society. Sure. Do you think there will be a willingness from political parties? I mean, I, I don't want to use a local example. I want to use a detached example like Donald Trump. Do you think somebody like Donald Trump, if he was approached with a solution to solve or to look towards solving for fake news, would be re- receptive uh, uh, to it? I think that's why then the public has to be part of this, because there has to be a consequence for the public officials. If you don't have a, a consequence for it by the public itself, then it's like, no, we just continue business as usual because we don't see any reason like you know why would i cut off something that's making me that's benefiting that's benefiting yeah, yeah. 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 that's benefiting me right if, if you go back to the discussions i don't i don't know is it the new york times that just had a, a big i'm not sure a, a, there was a, um, a a big report about this where it was like oh facebook offered the technology the, the advertising help both to the hillary camp yeah and they the wanted camp, to be embedded there, and, yeah. and and the trump camp yeah it's just that the Trump camp is the one that used it. Yeah, and they used it very well. <laughs> right, yeah. So they they offered it to both of them. If I'm and not wrong, Trump had the lowest budget. In yeah, terms they didn't of use it for, for a traditional. No, for, yeah, they so they offered the same technologies to both camps. One camp looked at it and was like, ah, we're just going to continue with our way. And then the other one. So it also then brings into that of saying, now when you're looking at the debates, it then gets you to think that then it means that the other camps also can't say, no, we, we, we are innocent. Because it's like, oh, all we did is that we, we just chose not to use it because we were just willing but to put our money. But it was available to you. But it was available. And it wasn't hidden. It wasn't something where, like, you know, it brings this whole Cambridge Analytica thing a little bit yeah. different. Yeah, it wasn't, no, it wasn't that they were hiding. No, 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 it's, it's legal, <laughs> it's open, you are approached. 
And from Facebook's yeah. side, it's their incentives. They want to sell advertising. Yeah. You've got a big budget. They want to use they, some they, of their yeah, budget. Yeah. They will use it. See, so, so that's what I'm saying. It's more than, it can't just be of saying the politician, it then has to be then we either are pushing for it, we're lobbying for it, we have to be part of the, uh, of the, uh, of the public consultation process and then say this is how mm-hmm. our values have to be then imbued in the way that currently the internet affects our lives. And if we don't do that, then it will always be happening to us. Because it's, it's not just this, you're right, it's not just politics. We've had this with companies dealing no, yeah. with recalls, with companies trying to, like, you know, with, with diseases, with diseases, well. I mean, spread, of diseases. Yeah, spread over diseases, and using the internet, uh, like, you know, as a way to sniff out information going out to the public. And that's where the danger lies of saying, when you can now use it and saying, like, no, the public can't ask questions, and we're just going to make sure we drown out their yeah, questions yeah. by other information we've had we, we could say even with the education department having to deal with people saying no we don't want you to send out information about what happened to at our school yeah at Pakistan boys yeah, yeah you see so things like that uh you know they're not, they're not politics and so it's really just yeah. people saying if, 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 keep if, don't inform don't them. inform people yeah yeah uh, with that we can also create a campaign that spreads a different message about the same thing because we've got the real information so we can Spread disinformation. Yeah, true. I mean, you were speaking about machine learning a lot, and and what I've observed specifically in South Africa, I don't want to speak about other countries. There's a lot of confusion around. Firstly, it starts with the fourth industrial revolution, or talk Uh, of the fourth industrial revolution. Yeah. And then it goes down, and people start talking about artificial intelligence. Yeah. And then they start talking about machine learning, and then they throw in robotics, and then they talk about automation, and it ends up getting confused from what I understand. So what is, I mean, you hear a lot of people mentioning that automation is the same as AI and all that. Can you just break them down like in a normal way that a normal person can understand? What is AI? What is machine learning? And what is automation? And how do the three, if in any way, fit together? Okay. Yeah. So artificial intelligence from a classical definition is you have a machine it lives in some world, so it could be in this room. It could be a, like you know, a little, little robot mm-hmm. that lives in this room. It has some goal that it has to achieve. It could also be software. Yeah, yeah it can be software. We'll, okay. we'll get to an example with that. Um, it can move around this room, um, and then let's say it has a sweeping attachment, so it can sweep. And the goal is just to make sure that the room is always clean, right? And the action that it can do is move and then sweep. That's AI. That's that's a classical definition. So you can think about this also as um, as software. Uh, you might have now a, a beautifying filter on your okay. phone and it lives on your phone or on the internet. It's a piece of software. It gets pictures when you take a picture and then its goal is to make sure it's that pretty. it optimizes the picture yeah. to look pretty. And it looks for features. Yeah, it looks for features and all those things. You can think about a search engine as an AI okay. where you it lives on the internet. You type in a, a search query. Its actions is that it can scour the internet and look for related Websites, and then the goal is always to make sure it only returns the things that are relevant to that query. So that's AI. That's AI and classical definition. Machine learning is a subset of AI that says the machine can learn patterns from data. That's the learning part. So it's part of AI. Yeah, yeah, it can be. And, and the, the AI to be enabled, it has to be to, have to learn. To, 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 to learn, learn. Yeah, something that has to be learning because if you just had that robot being in here and it doesn't learn that. Just bump Yeah, yeah, and it won't, it won't, yeah, yeah, it won't know how to. So it will learn. So now it says, how do you learn patterns from data? So I give you pictures of different, of dogs and cats 
and then you then you tell the machine this is a dog this is a cat after a while it will learn to distinguish the features that in the picture that oh this is how a dog looks like and this, this is how cat a cat looks like because if you didn't have machine learning you would have to program that physically think about that writing the software that says look for the ear the ear has to look like this the, the thing but then with machine learning you can do that automatically you mm. all you do is you feed the machine the data with the labels, which is called supervised learning. If you don't have labels, you just give it the data. And there, mostly, you might want to do clustering or grouping. So you want to group lots of different things together. And this is how a lot of the internet works, where you find, you might say, like, you know, uh, an image. And then you say, what other images look like this? That might be using unsupervised learning. Because it's just saying, all these images t tend to have trees mm -hmm. in them. Yeah, that's more unsupervised. And then there's a third one, which is called reinforcement learning which is part of what you're saying that where there you must learn from experience. So you have the robot moving around the room, trying to keep the room clean, and then it learns a strategy to okay. keep to make sure. So those are supervised learning and supervised learning and reinforcement learning. These where, are, does, where does automation fit into right? that? Yeah, so <laughs> each of these can enable automation. They're not necessarily... I see. I see. <laughs> I see. Okay. Right, these can... Yeah, we, when we look about, oh, here's a procedure... We take it as it's being done manual. Now it's actually being done by a machine. The AI could enable automation. It doesn't mean necessarily it's trying to automate something. Yeah. yeah, on, on there. You could have something where for like me, again, working in language, I might want to go in and say uh, one of the projects we're looking at, we want to identify with the research output that's in South Africa in terms of all the universities in their libraries, which SDGs are different students, academics, and researchers mm -mm. At, uh, attempting to address, even though it's a man of be direct, they say this is SDG3 or things like that. So we are trying to now build a system that will go into each of the thesis, the papers, and then identify that, oh, this has to do with health. This has to do with education. It might have been in the past that what would happen is somebody would hire somebody to say, read all of these things and identify which SDGs okay. this report is tackling. Now we're saying, oh, sure, that can help you maybe do a hundred to a thousand documents. But if we now have to do a million documents, you need something. The, the budget just does not yeah, allow. Yeah. So we can then build a, a, a machine learning system that, that learns. So to, would you say that AI with machine learning yeah. is sort of mimic trying, attempting to mimic human? Yeah, no, with the reason we call at it scale. At, yeah, with artificial mm. intelligence that we're trying to say we as human beings and animals have some intelligence. We're trying to now say we are going to create something that is similar. Our big thing in going into a lot of these machine learning is all putting together the pieces that allow intelligence. Okay. Right. In language, we believe or we like, you know, uh, there's a view that language is, a, is one of the mediums that of showing intelligence. We communicate. Yes, yes. So that's one of the things why I'm interested a lot in, in language, because I think as, as we build more and more tools to understand language, we're also understanding intelligence. Yes. OK. Yeah. Now comes the question, now that you've explained that in, in terms of mimicking humans, now comes the, the thing that unfortunately has been perpetuated by movies and all sorts of films is it is it correct to fear that one day these machines the software this hardware whatever it is that now has learned through all the methods that you've mentioned will somehow become autonomous and think for itself and turn against humans become human or replace humans is it really possible like, yeah so this is a, like, goes back to the first tough question you had at the beginning of, of, of us talking today. And it's the same thing as that we, we don't really know. And it's like, you know, I hate 
being a futurist, I don't want to be a futurist and say, well, this is sure, going to happen sure, sure. in the next 10 years. And at the same, the at the same time, we know that we, we, we tend to, to, to be very off at some of our predictions. And we also seem to be very surprised when some things happen faster than what we thought. I remember a PhD advisor, Prof. Michael Littman, he's at Brown saying mm -hmm. that, like, you know, for this, we already know how fickle machine learning is. The whole discussion we had earlier about fake news and how machines really are still making mistakes, just should I show you that these systems are still very fickle. They break yeah. once you, yeah, yeah. you you change, like, you know, the environment slightly changes there on there. And as such... They don't understand... A, yeah, that, that, that it's, it's far. It's not now because... But at the same time, the effects of these machines are already here. They're mm. not coming tomorrow. Again, going back to our first discussion. Yes, the, yes. the effects are already, are, are we're already here. We're feeling yeah. them. Yeah. So we can't wait and say we're waiting for... No, they're already here. And the discussion was supposed to have start, have in earnest started decades ago which goes back to what you were saying in terms yeah. of regulation that yeah. it needs to be a multi-party yeah they're, they're already here whether it's right now surveillance capitalism is a big like yes. kind of thing yes. of saying like yeah because all of that is through these automated machine learning systems that are on there what you see on the web is curated for you Given a cookie. It's not a, it's not a proper view of society. Yeah, proper. Even some news sites <laughs> using cookies. Yeah, on, on there. So there's all of these things that are now automated decisions by a machine that an, a human reads and then makes a further decision on. And we know from psychology and some work in there that we get anchored. So when you see a number that comes from a machine, you kind of trust the machine, even if the machine might be wrong. Every time. Or your navigation software says, take a right. But you know. It happened you to me. You know that you must be taking a left. It happened <laughs> but to me. It, it's I just you. followed it. it you says, just, you, go to the other gate. I and followed it, like, you it followed felt it. wrong, but it's like, I trust you. I'll you go just, with the, because yeah. that's the thing. Of That's why um, I've said, that's why humans today are part machine. Because there's now all this computation that used to be done by your brain is now done Outsourced. outsourced to, yeah, to and machine. you just trust it. So we're already there in terms of the societal impact. That's a good way of looking we are, at it. We are already there and we're supposed to already be having those conversations. We don't need to wait for when the machines become sentient. We are, they are already affecting us. They're already making us machines. We, we, we're sort of <laughs> trusting them. Yeah. They're making decisions. We're acting on those decisions. Yeah, that's we, see, we see a screen saying ex-politician is bad. We run. Yeah. We run with it. Yeah. Wow, that's, I never thought about it that way. I mean, that's, that's got me thinking now yeah. because, yeah. And the other point, I want to go back to the point you made. And yeah. that's another point I never thought where you say we are anchored to believe when we see something on a screen. Yeah. You you know, no, an anchor that. means like, you know, if you, or want, we believe a, something. No, no, there's a psychological trick you can yeah, use yeah, yeah. to people is that if you have, oh, there's a number between a zero and a hundred, like let's say we're negotiating. Yes. Right. And then what the thing is by me calling out a first number when we're negotiating a price yeah. and I say 40, you might have initially thought 80, but you're going to move. You might you're, say, you're I might say 60 next. Did you see? Because yeah. now the initial number being shown to you changes my thinking, your thinking. <laughs> so now if a, if, if a machine is used to say, in, in, Minister, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm wait, sorry. Oh, even who, who's wait. gonna, who's going to be paroled? And then the system says, yeah, 80% that this person is going to, to win, uh, to, 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 yeah, not to get paroled, but might reoffend. Even if, if you look at it, if a, if a panel was supposed to sit, if they see that number, it already is going to change the way that they now engage with that. Sheesh. 
we are in trouble you, you, you see so we know there's some psychology that it happens yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, like you yeah. know so you can read a lot of work that goes into into these things of saying that just on a if we look at a game of me and you trying to negotiate the price yeah, for something yeah, 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 yeah that if i call out a number no i know a theory change. i mean when i when i was a salesperson yeah. i know what one thing that one of the managers used to teach us was that always let them say the first price yeah. or something to that effect yeah. or if you or if you're looking for a job yeah. let them tell you then you get a sense of where they're at yes which can be used in reverse as yeah, well. Yeah, then it can be used Because what you. they want, if they ask you first, they yeah. want to gauge where you're sitting. Yeah. Is, is because it worth, then they'll, worthwhile they'll, they'll, me investing because, yes, more yes, in you? Cause, yeah. Because they'll ask you and say, how much you're looking for annually? Yeah. And you'll say, I'm looking for 600K annually. Yeah. Then they know, okay, that's probably top price. Let's yeah. go 400. Yeah. They might have been thinking 1.2, which yeah, is double then, that. Exactly. So but you, can you use already it. gave them a number to say, I'm comfortable within this range. Yeah. So now think about so psychologically the, you there's a there's an effect. Ah, so okay. now think so about the, the machine spitting a, out the number. It and changes. now we trust machines more. Yes, it changes your way of the answer. Like, so in that case, we're here. It's not tomorrow. It's, Again, it goes back to politics. Yeah. If accidentally, yeah, even though it was intention intentional, yeah, uh, news TVs they came out and yeah. said like they do in the US. Yeah. Polls say. Yeah. We're projecting that based on these results, our this analysts and computers, <laughs> the, they always mention computers. Yeah, our computers you. say they've done calculations. We can see that X party is going to win and get 52%. Yep. Already. Uh, without, and that's not official results. Yeah. This is them saying the computers say. Yeah. Already in our minds, we're thinking, ah, we're expecting that party to win. So it could be a way to cook results to say, I prepare the nation. Sure. You know? So, so this, this brings out like in machine learning, a bit of some work in that area, not hmm. again to solve everything. Yeah, yeah. Then is on this part of like, how then do we understand how the machine makes a decision? Like what part of the information did you use to come up with that number? Yeah. Right. So if I am now building a system that will automatically sort people to say, you're going to go to that school and not that school. Yeah. Now, when the decision maker sees that information, they must also then have information about how that decision came came about like that's one of the things that we're doing on, Aha, on, on, that, on the, that was my next yeah, question or the yeah. next phase of there's also a problem with bias yeah. in how machines where, where, does, where does the data yeah. come from yes. and, all, and, and yeah on all those things so there's some work it's again not a, a panacea it doesn't solve everything of saying let's actually now make sure that the machine learning algorithms as they're learning from these patterns don't learn a black box we also understand what's in there some some sections of our industries are already under heavy regulation so that's why they they might not use very crazy machine learning because they have to be able to explain because you need to be able to prove let's say for to a reserve bank that you don't discriminate via race or gender yes on so, interest rates so when you build a machine learning algorithm in that in that space you need to be able to show the regulator that it's not biased yeah because okay. i think the formerly known as fsb's got a division it's got a regulation i forget yeah. the that regulates i get it now you've got these uh insurance just launched yeah. one these automated uh, robot advisors yeah, yeah. robot advisors yeah. so they've got regulation that governs that yeah exactly so that's actually a, a good example yeah. let's say of where regulation is now walking with with, with, with yeah. the reality with society, of whatever yeah, yeah so on, on that part of saying we have these values that especially in South Africa in 1994 we said these are our values and these have to now in everything we do, we, we do have to be yeah. so even if you use machine learning in there you must be able to explain does it do a regular yeah that it, that, that, that it won't okay you see it, 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 it won't do it so in that case their standard is higher than just it's accurate it must you they must be able the regulator 
hopefully prove must be no probably bias, yeah. convinced that there's no prove bias. that when i come or yeah. Gosika, there's no bias it's yeah. objective it's, yes yeah. which is like i think came to the, the whole case with discovery and yes, the american because the, the that's the basically doctors. what's happening now they're being they're, they're being asked to open up their black box of ai or whatever oh, whatever yeah. is being used inside there they they must be able to show how it makes this <clears throat> right so there is a part of it so even us in language we can use these to say, mm. understand of saying oh if i'm now going to classify this piece of news in, in sesotho and say this is uh, about law what is it that it's actually seeing in that article that makes then, it say it's that law. it makes it say that oh this is, has to do with law because then that takes it's like, this is like inception the movie because that takes fake news going back to the first yeah. discussion yeah. to sort of a deeper level to yeah. say you might not actually need to spread this information yeah just make sure the algorithms or the ai is biased yeah you, you, in a way to no, you, to something to a message you want to push you can feed it, feed it wrong information if you know what the retraining is like mm. and or you can feed it wrong things so that tomorrow at least you have a window to to, to, to put in any there's a lot of these things there's people who yeah they do it with computer vision where you yeah, yeah. yeah you try to to trick the system and with, with different that's why they're like you know the, the whole talk, talk about what is this thing self-driving cars yes. it's like oh there's attacks that can happen to a self-driving car that people can create yeah you can you can you can like take a, a like people sometimes take pictures of things and yeah. then figure out that oh there's a stop sign but if I put stickers on the stop sign in a specific ah, way, it won't see it as, it a, won't as, see a, it as, as a stop, stop sign. sign. Yeah, I don't need to check. I don't, <laughs> then for, it goes through. <laughs> for you as a human, you will see that it says stop. It's just that Bam. I figured out that I can add noise onto the image. Onto the image, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the oh, it's like those facial recognition things. I think it was in Hong Kong or yeah. something. They, they and then the people would wear, yeah, put, wear, put yeah. extra eyes on your, like makeup eyes on your cheeks. Yeah. So, when you pass in the front of the camera, it doesn't see you as a face. So this brings us to robustness. So how do you make sure that the machine learning model that you train is robust to these perturbations that of things coming in? But it depends on the use case. Some use cases, you can handle that noise. And yeah, some other use some cases, use you like, don't. Like, like self-driving cars, yeah, it yeah. can be fatal. Yeah. It can be fatal. Easy. I mean, if it crosses a so, red robot. So you can go back to the same way with the, with the, the text and news and I mean, fake mm. news and things like that, that now can somebody slip incorrect information under the radar on the, of the filtering systems. And not necessarily spread this information, but yeah. just yeah. present information that f- so sways you to a certain yeah. decision. Yeah, lots action. of different things. Yeah. yeah. So you can do the same thing in, in, in that space. And so we, we, in machine learning, this is called adversarial examples that people work on now mm-hmm. trying to make systems much more robust by being able to auto automatically create these these bad actors. This goes back again to something we, we mentioned earlier. It cannot happen in a silo on its own. <laughs> For it to be, because again, as you say, <laughs> yeah. this is already here. Yeah. These things are affecting us now. Yeah. We use GPS, <laughs> we use automated saving apps, sure. we use all sorts of apps that have AI yeah. that advises us yeah. on a I'm daily doing. basis. Yeah. Health apps that tell you, no, today reduce your sugar intake, yeah. tomorrow, you know, all these things. So, And that's a complete other discussion for another day <laughs> yeah. when you get into health. And it might be great actually to bring in somebody who's in health yeah. and understands machine learning and looks at these apps because I don't think in South Africa they're even regulated. No, in a not way. at all. Yeah, all. like how, how that actually, because yeah, what data they're collecting. Uh, and then that, that's like very much they affect your day-to-day health. Yeah, health. 
and all those things. But yeah, I'm not in health, so I can't. No, no, that's I can't, fine. Yeah. But, I'm just, I'm but, but it's, no, I'm saying, I'm saying yeah. it's just one of those things that pops up to me when you say that. I'm like, you need to get to uh, get a yeah, doctor yeah. and just go no, like, we'll like how how we'll do how do you even how are even doctors responding to those apps. to those apps? Because now a patient might come and say, well, the My, app is telling me X. Yeah, and now you don't trust your doctor because you saw it on the screen. Because <laughs> the screen is more trustworthy. Yeah. No, I'm yeah, saying no, I'm, yeah. I'm laughing, but it's true. No, no, it's, now, it's, it's infallible. People are it's... fighting with medical doctors about coronavirus because they saw it and, on the and, screen. And, and, and misinformation. They, they Googled it. Uh, and misinformation because <laughs> somebody else just comes online and says something else, but then that gets retweeted and reshared. And, and people, then now that becomes the prevailing, oh, this is what that person said. But then yeah. you're like, oh, but this person is not even... Yep. <laughs> just because they read it on Google. Yep. It's, Google that, popped it up with a. That, that is a thing of. of and like, if somebody did SEO on that fake article and that, people believe it. it. Yeah, people will be clicking it. That will be yeah. the main one. That's what they're searching for. That's what they're clicking. And again, it go, goes to that thing. Yes, yes, things spread faster and they're not necessarily true or conveying the right information. Yeah. And now we have to now figure out what's the best way. And. In some view, as a scientist, it's always like, I can go like, oh, I'm protecting myself because I try to use a scientific process yeah. in evaluating information. But then I know, one even, even my, of, no, even yeah. myself, the brain. No, takes, like I said, the, with the brain, checking, yeah, sometimes the, I don't check. Yeah, the brain Somebody takes. Somebody forwards, I read, I forward. Yeah, the, the brain takes shortcuts. You look at something and it thinks like, oh, this is actually, this looks right. Because it, it confirms uh, your bias. It confirms your bias yeah. and then you just continue. So. It's not the thing. I'm not, like, you know, it's not me pointing out at people and saying, oh, it means because they are not me, they must be less intelligent. No, 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 no. that's, that's, that's why we're all prone to, we're all prone to this. And that's why I tried to highlight earlier with the whole thing on the white monopoly capital that for me, it was so weird seeing friends fighting and you're like, how did this happen? And, and then based on what facts? Oh, what fact? And then only when you started looking at the disinformation campaign, you're looking at the bots and looking, and you're like, oh, you are meant to fight. You were meant. You. It was. It, this was created in in a way for you to do. And anybody's prone to this. It's it's not. No. Oh, yeah, even yeah, the best of us. Are yeah, prone to it's thing. prone to this, and and that's the thing is like, don't think about it. Don't be embarrassed by it. But it's to start having those conversations. About and start asking those questions. Yeah, to asking say, those questions. What's it making me? Why am I actually fighting about this? Why am I so heated up about this? Why yeah. am I? Yeah. But it's scary, man. It's, it's really scary. I think what, what stuck with me when chatting to you was that it's already here. And it's already affecting our day-to-day decisions. Yeah. And it can be fatal. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't. It can I don't think be. that, yeah, it, it can be. Just that I don't want people to go out there and say, like, you know, the quotation, Dr. Fuku. No, 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 said everybody's no, no, gonna no, die no, because no, of machine no. learning. No. As I said, like, for me, I always think we, 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 we always, we keep, we keep yes. on getting better. It's, it's just for us to study these things. It's for us to have these conversations. Science is not just for the scientists. It's for the Nobody should life. ever, ever tell you that. Yeah, it's, and for say, yeah it's, for, it's for us to, to always be engaging. You should be asking me questions. I should be trying to think. I should I be asking you questions at the same time because you also represent a part of the audience yes. that I'm also trying to convince to, yeah, or help. The, the, yeah, help and then in, yes. in understanding this. It shouldn't be, I uh, say, like, no. Operating no. a Yeah, and operating. Yeah, yes. It's just that in, in, in science, one of the things we always say is that. It's a caveat. I'm a very bad salesperson because I will tell you with everything how everything else doesn't. You're like, yeah, this works. But then I give you a list of a hundred things of why it doesn't work. Yeah. Because that's, which is that's, what a, that's what a scientist. Which is honest and which is how, <laughs> they, which is how, and that's a funny part about, I, I think it yeah. was, it, it's propelled by fake news that yeah. we almost want to see things in a binary form. Yeah, but everything. But reality is it's, 
somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. Yeah. So a scientist always goes with that by like, no. Yes, this flu vaccine will stop your flu, but it will only stop it for a yeah, season. For these, yeah. And with, Next with, year, you'll need to get another one. It won't work on these type of people. But then... It doesn't mean it doesn't work. Yeah, but, but, it, but then this puts us against sometimes salespeople. Right, in, in a way. And I'm not saying salespeople as in salespeople who sell you, yeah, but then, yeah, yeah. Well, there's people then who say, I'm selling the silver bullet. And it's a silver bullet. Never works. You're right? No, and then, but then you're like, no, you can't. For it us, can't it's like, be. no, you don't know. I can never sell a silver bullet yeah. because I know exactly what the limitations are exactly. of, of this thing. So exactly. I will never say silver bullet. Oh, I'll try not to ever say that. And that's, that's a, a scientist, I mean, intellectual honesty. I think right? That's, right? The word, right? that's the word. Yeah, yeah like, you know, saying that I can't do it, but that's the thing we go up against sometimes. Like, you know, scientists complain sometimes. They're like, no, we're not put into the public sphere. Right. Because, yes, sometimes the easy answers are I'm selling a silver, a silver bullet. bullet and a scientist can't do that. Never. Because <laughs> you're constantly experimenting, right? Yeah. You're constantly check. Like, you know, you're, it's, always, it's always a debate. Yeah. You're debating with other yeah. scholars. The, your new information comes Environment in. You changes. update, you update your, yeah. your, 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 what you thought you knew and all those things. So now, like, you know, that maybe talks more about the discourse that we have in public of, it, then it, it's not nice to then call the scientist because then the scientist will go like, yeah, but like, you know, and then think, but then that's not the, they might sometimes don't look confident. But it's a truth. <laughs> but it's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. It's the reality. All right. Yeah. It, that's the mm. thing. And that's the un- unfortunate part. So that now if we become a society that just looks for fast answers, that's then, what's got us here. then it's going to bring us problems because yeah. then you're not necessarily asking the people who will tell you what you need to know. Well, they will just tell you the thing that is convenient for wh- you. Wh- one would argue that's why we have politicians and why <laughs> we are here, but we won't go there. Yeah. 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 Vugosi, thanks. thanks for your time. Man. No, thanks for coming through to Future Africa at the Lovely University campus. of Pretoria. Yeah. yeah. And thanks for the conversation. I know it was, yeah, it was a, a lot. And uh, we hope to keep people also informed as, as we do these kind of work in machine learning. Thank you for listening to the Tifomohapi show, which is broadcast by iAfrican Radio. To be notified of future episodes of this podcast and any other shows from iAfrican Radio, please visit radio.iafrican.com. That is radio.iafrican.com and subscribe. You can catch future episodes on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Also, don't forget to leave us a review and rating of the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow me on Twitter at Tefomohapi, which is T-E-F-O-M-O-H-A-P-I. And also don't forget to follow iAfrican2 on Twitter at I-A-F-R-I-K-A-N. Hot.